Okay, so if you want to come with me to the book of First Peter, the epistle of First Peter, and we're going to go to chapter 3, First Peter chapter 3. Now, I want to talk a little bit today, just something that has really, it's an issue in our culture as a church, not, not dwelling place, but as the church and as our generation. It's not necessarily just for this generation, but it's a problem that goes across the board. See, we have a lot of issues with wanting to present ourselves certain ways. And we want people to like us, and we want people to accept us. We want God to accept us, and we want us to accept us. And so we can really major on how we look and how we speak and how we present ourselves. So I want to read something. Now, we all know that we're the bride of Christ, yeah? So this is a little passage of Scripture that's talking about wives submitting to husbands. But I want us to now read it with the perspective that we are the bride of Christ. Okay? Yes? Okay, so let's read this. So 1 Peter chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 1. Wives, that's the bride, okay? In the same way, submit yourselves to your husbands. Now that word submit is a very scary word to a rebellious generation. Because because we come up with words like control. But we just already agreed that we've been bought with a price. We belong to Jesus. So we're not our own anymore. We belong to another. Okay? So we're being encouraged here that instead of leaning on your own understanding, not acknowledging God in all your ways, and Him not being able to make your path straight, instead of that, that we would submit to Jesus, to the Father, that, and not just for like the big deal stuff, but for everything. Because Jesus didn't just buy your big decisions. He bought your life. Come on. Hey, I just want you to hang out in this grocery store another five minutes. God, but I've got a show that's about to start. Yeah, I just want you to hang out here another five minutes. There's someone I want you to meet. But God, I haven't got a recording. Right? I mean, that's old school language, but you get what I'm saying. This is Netflix and Hulu now. But you get what I'm saying, right? We actually can't just give God a voice about things like who do I marry where do I go to church what does community look like you know where do I live that's the big deal stuff but you'll never get good at working with God on the big deal stuff unless you tell him to wait unless you let him tell you to wait in a grocery store for another five minutes we try to be experts on the really heavy duty stuff and a lot of people biff it and say this is what God told me and it's like oh God that God didn't say that but I can't tell you that because you believe it's God And now that you've said it's God, I don't want to touch it. Because now I'm messing with your God. Not mine, yours. Hello? So, (coughs) excuse me. So, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe uh, believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. Now, let's put that on the shelf for a second. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Okay? So Jesus is looking for the purity and the reverence of your life. And so is everyone else. Hello? Come on. I'm not trying to grill anyone. I just want us to come over a little bit. Jesus is in love with us. 
and he loves us too much than for us to live at low-level Christianity. Because that is a waste of destiny and potential. Like I, I taught a little while back about how the scripture says, many are called but few are chosen. That's not talking about unbelievers. That's talking about believers. Many are called, few are chosen. The reason that few are chosen is that few will actually die to themselves and live truly for Jesus. And the reality is, is there's room at the table for all of us to live fully for Jesus. Amen? So let's keep reading here. Verse 3. Your beauty should not come from the outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Now, caveat, I'm good with jewelry. I'm good with pretty clothes. I'm good with expensive clothes. I'm good with Walmart clothes. I'm glad that you got your hair cut real good. I'm glad that you got all styled and, and, and your color did real good. Okay? This is not an attack on that stuff, but what it's trying to talk about is when we try to stage ourselves to look like everything's good on the outside. And the really sad part, and I'm not, it's not even talking about hair and clothes, it's talking about the way we present ourselves. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, everything's great. No, it's not. It's not great. It's just that you're not saying it. But I can see it. Hello. You see, so, so, Unfortunately, we've become really good actors that know how to play a role that we're not authentically living off stage. Hello? You see, God is a jealous God. He wants your heart, not just your performance. Well, this is really intense on such a hot day. It's like a double whammy. (laughs) I, I don't know what to say to you. I didn't make this up. Jesus said, I want you to talk about this today. I said, okay. Let's do it. Okay, so verse 4. Rather, it should be that of the inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is great worth in God's sight. Now, let's just zone in on that for a second. Some of you wives are like, but I'm like real boisterous. Yeah, it's not telling you that you need to be quiet and not, not heard. Okay? But there is a beauty about a submitted spirit that is not boisterously unhealthy. You can still have a ton of fun. Have you noticed that I am not like, I'm like, okay, because God made me this way. It's not an act. This is who I am. This is not like some kind of performance. This is how I am, right? 24 hours a day. Even when I'm sleeping sometimes, it's like all full on. Right? As long as you can be authentically who God made you to be. The problem in churches is we get around, sometimes we'll go in a church and we'll study the leadership and then we start to mimic them so we fit in. Whether that's super reserved or super the other way, like me. Okay? But you copying a form doesn't make you acceptable to God. Now, one of the issues is, is that some of us have grown up our whole lives with brokenness that have been like... It's like a bone broke and it healed, but it didn't heal straight. And you're like, well, this is how I am. 
Well, yeah, I get that's how you are, but there's a coping mechanism in your life that's deformed that Jesus needs to address. It's going to hurt for a minute, but it's going to cause a whole lot better function and health to come back to your life. Does this make sense? And see, so God's not interested in how well you can fool everyone else. And the really sad part is when we fool everyone else, a lot of the times we are the most deceived because we're actually doing it for our own approval that we can sleep at night. Because it's hard to look at ourselves when we know we're blown. It's like, oh, I'm all messed up. Well, actually, I'm not. I've got all these good things. Go, And we distract ourselves with other stuff. Okay, so, so God's cool with your pretty hair. Okay, or your nice car, whatever that looks like. Okay, what he really values is this. He wants your heart for real. He doesn't even, like, hear me when I say this, church attendance is super important because Jesus himself told us not to stop doing it. But that doesn't get you a hall pass if you're not real here. Well, I showed up at the country club. No, no, no. I want you, is what he's saying. So let's keep reading here for a second. I'm just going to recap that actually. Verse 3. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Let's drill down on that for a second. A lot of people, and at times in my past, myself included, we place our values on our talents and our giftings. Well, I've got a really good voice. I can sing real nicely. It's anointed. Right? I've got an amazing, like, hospitality gift. I can cook real good. Right? And, like, let's just drill down on that for a second. Because when I, when I was about 19, I was recruited to a modeling agency. And I'd never done anything like that before. And I, I went and did that stuff. And I got in those circles. And I got around all these pretty people. And I just thought, wow, man, I'm in this amazing circle of people. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. (laughs) And I started to get a little closer. And I started to realize that I was, because I was raised on good character. I started realizing that there was a bunch of really, really amazingly pretty people that had got through life on their looks, not their personality. And their personality was ugly. Their character wasn't even character. They didn't have character. Because they'd used something that God gave them. They didn't even earn it. They didn't even pay for it. They didn't build it. Their mama didn't really give it to them. God did. Come on. To get credit in a superficial world. And I started to realize some of the most shallow people in my life were real pretty people. It is the ultimate abuse of favor to take something like looks and get through doors that other people can't. Now, we understand that in the, the fashion and the modeling and the acting. We get that because we're all very critical of that stuff. But we do it too. We do it with different gifts and things. We hide behind things and we don't really want to look at the real issues. 
So let it not be merely on external things. It's okay to be, I don't want people showing up in sackcloth and ashes next week. <laughs> I was really listening to what you said and I went down to Home Depot and bought some sackcloth and ashes. And some of you be like, I was really listening and I went down to like the cafe and I got some coffee sacks because it's like cooler. <laughs> right? But, but honestly guys, it's, the external stuff's fine as long as that's not where we're placing our identity. God's not interested in how well you can fool you. And the, the sad part is, as I was talking to someone yesterday, and I was saying, you know, one of the most difficult things to see is wounds that are covered by pride. Because I had a lot of shame growing up when I was younger. My father did some really, really bad things. He destroyed our family on few different major pillars you know where it's normally like a father will destroy a family on one of those pillars my dad ticked three boxes and so for us it caused all this devastation and I remember being so ashamed of it that it was difficult for me to deal with to the point where I almost would start telling a different story to cope with it and we build these coping mechanisms to deal with our wounds but what I didn't realize is that see we think that pride just looks like arrogance. But pride can also look like poverty. Pride can also look like shame. Not that pride is shame, but this is what Holy Spirit came to me when I first got, I came back to Jesus. I was a bouncer in a nightclub and I was all messed up in the party scene. And I was just fresh back. I just met Holy Spirit. Because I grew up in church, but I didn't grow up with Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Not, not a ghost or a mist. The person, Holy Spirit. Amen. And he started talking to me. Because Jesus said, I'm sending you a helper. And I'm like, oh, so this is what you mean some 23 years later. Wow. Cool. And so Holy Spirit starts speaking to me. And he comes to me one day and he said, you know what he said? He said, Andrew, did you know that the bodyguard of shame is pride? And I had so much shame that I'd built these walls. It wasn't arrogance. It was a defense mechanism because I couldn't even look at me. Let alone, I don't want other people to see me. I couldn't deal with me. I couldn't deal with the story that had destroyed our family. So we start telling other stories. And so we start showing other things. You see? And so, so... He started to show me that when shame is present, this thing comes, and it's, I'm not even going to say it's a demon because you can't cast pride out. You need to humble yourself. That's right. That's right. I've had people come up, could you please cast out the spirit of pride? I'm like, well, we've got an issue. Yeah. <laughs> we need to cast you out of you. <laughs> it's going to look fractured. Okay. <laughs> So, but, but I started to see that it's almost like an unhealthy growth compensation that starts, like, you know, I'll give you an example. When, when I was uh, 16, I left school and I, I did an apprenticeship as a carpenter building houses. Funny that, got the same job as my older brother. And um, I, I would swing the hammer with my right hand. And what I started to notice, because I went to the, I hit the gym a lot, and I started to notice that the right-hand side of my back 
and shoulders was getting bigger on the right hand side because of the hammer. You see, and, and, and it was just, what happens is, is this starts getting bigger, but then this side has to compensate. So you have to, like, you have to start figuring that out and make some adjustments. Right. And so the same is true when we have to start compensating for brokenness in our lives, all kinds of stuff starts coming out. But it doesn't come out like I'm, I'm, you know, I've got some issues and like, you know, everyone needs to stay away from me. I got some problems. It comes out like I'm awesome. Look at my gift, because I'm going to distract you from seeing who I really am. It's painful. I know, I know this is really painful because all of us have some stuff that hurts. But Jesus didn't come to leave you the way you are so hopefully you could get to heaven. He came to set you free. And sometimes that looks like re-breaking a broken leg that healed crooked so that we can get it straight again. Amen. This is love. Because Jesus doesn't want to see you with a gangster limp even though you think that's cool. <laughs> Hello? Jesus loves you so much that he will go back to the root of where that pain is and he'll dig it up and we have to face off with it and we have to realize that that compensation of pride and ego that doesn't necessarily present as arrogance but it might look like protection. Yeah. Like here's one, no one's ever going to hurt me again. Yep. No one's ever going to do that to me again. You're taking this thing in you and you're building up this resistance where that's not going to happen again and it's a wall. Whereas instead of, Jesus, can you heal me because that hurt? And I don't want to feel that again, but I don't want to become something else. Right. So good. Hello? Yeah, so, good. So, so, so let's just go back to this little scripture. I'm going to try and land real quick here. This is a miracle. Real simple and short today on purpose because it's going to be a bakehouse here in a minute. If you crack some eggs on that pavement, they'll probably cook real good in a couple of minutes. So rather it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. God really is paying attention to your spirit, to your heart, to your mind. See, the things that used to shake me don't shake me anymore because I've learned to trust Jesus more than I did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And the more that we can do that and make that the thing that we build on, the more pleasing we become to Him. And I know that if I ask everyone here, every hand's going to go up and says, who wants to be pleasing to God? Now, it's the, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance. So no one has to go out and go the... Uh, see, us, us humans, we are weird creatures. We hear a story like this and we go sell our car and live under a bridge. Like, no, God actually wants to bless you with nice things. He just doesn't want those being the crutch you use. He wants them to be the thing that he causes to delight over you. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's okay. Do you really believe that, that God has gold streets in heaven? Because that's the, like, I mean, has anyone looked over at this pavement today and gone, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Look, see this little path right here? No one today has looked at that and gone, wow, I might dig me up a piece and take it home. No, no one said that today. It is the lowest level of our society, the thing you walk on. True? God's streets are gold. Let that sink in. Like, oh, the streets are paved with gold. Wow. That's the stuff you walk on. Everything gets better from there up. For us, gold is the premium. In heaven, gold starts at your feet. Yeah. 
It's like down there, it's like everything there is so much better than this. God is not like, look, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all became excessively rich. Solomon became the richest man that's ever lived. He gave something like $400 million, if you do the conversion, to the Queen of Sheba. That was just like a housewarming gift. Like, seriously, like, go look at it, do the man. He was the richest man that ever lived. I ain't seen Warren Buffett give no $400 million away. Hello? We benchmark these people as awesome. See, so when God's involved, God prospers people as long as the prosperity doesn't become the new God. So I'm not saying that outward stuff like, hey, man, go spend $2,000 on getting your hair dead. I'm good with it. If you can afford it, get it. Just don't make it your thing. Just make it like, hey, man, it's a nice little bit of, of, of cilantro on the corner of the plate. Hello? Is someone with me today? Are you having fun? God cares about you. Because here's the thing. A lot of us, when God says, hey, you know, don't have sex before marriage, it's like, oh, God's trying to hold us back from having fun. No, he wants you to have an awesome life. Because that lifestyle is messed up and it's going to mess you up in future. And it's going to cause your marriage to go through struggles. So get pure now. If you've been, if you've had issues in the past, guess what? God can make you pure again. He really can. You're going to be good. Just, he doesn't do anything like, he doesn't say like rules. We all think it's rules. He's actually saying, no, no, this is, this is the uh, manufacturer's instructions. This is for the best pers- personal experience. Right. Come on. That's actually what he's saying. Yes, so when God's saying, hey, I, the, the, what delights me is that you have a quiet and gentle, pure spirit. What he's saying is this is going to make you the happiest. Yeah. So Come on. <laughs> Come on. Jesus is awesome. See, a lot of people, like the, the devil tells the world God's just trying to control you, and actually God's trying to empower you. Come on, right. So you can't trust any thought that the devil hands out. Right. Has God really said that you shouldn't eat that fruit? Well, if you eat that fruit, you'll be awesome like God. No, God didn't want you to get messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You see? So anything that God asks of us is actually for our benefit, not right. our control. Come on. Right. It's the devil's narrative to tell us that God's trying to control you or take away from you. Okay. So when we pay attention to little details like this, we start to realize, oh, this is what it would look like to be healthier and happier than I am right now. Okay, real quick, I'm going to work on landing. I could probably say that another two, three times. But that's not integrity. (laughs) It's okay to have some fun, come on. You really think that God just sits all staunch on the throne? And never cracks a smile? Or do you think God's happy? Come on. God created happy. You didn't. He invented comedy. There's a, there's a verse in my Bible that says God sits on the throne and laughs. Don't tear it out of yours. Well, we're in church. Yeah, God's house, not mine. And last time I checked, God's happy with me. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. It doesn't say you become more powerful if you can be more staunch. Right. <laughs> That's religion. Right. We hate religion. Right. Yeah. We like to tick it off on purpose. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Real quick, I'm going to try, man. I'm having too much fun today. This, this sounds like Jesus. 
Verse 5, For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. This is a, look, I understand that this is advice to wives, but it's also advice to all of us. Jesus is my king. See, the word Lord doesn't really hold much weight these days. You know, it's like, there is no real lords. I mean, you could probably go, you know, on some weedy box and get like, you know, apply for a lordship. But, <laughs> but there's no real lords in America. True? But the word Lord actually is king. So Jesus is king. He's not president. You can't vote him out. He's king. And he's not getting off the throne. There is no term. Okay, awesome. <laughs> you are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. So fear is the enemy of everything we've just talked about. Fear of losing control. Fear of like, I mean, honestly, there's like a thousand different flavors of fear and I hate them all. They all don't taste good. Doesn't matter what you put with them. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them and respect them as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the precious gift of life. Now, that weaker does not mean lesser. I want to clarify this right now. I, I've, I've been sitting on a, a message that I'm, in a, I'm going to let loose, but just Holy Spirit hasn't loosed me that says that women can't minister and women can't do that. That is a load of... We'll just, we'll just block that out. Okay, women are equal. God didn't say to Adam, hey, I'm going to bring you a servant. He said, I'm going to bring you a helpmate. One that is equal. So when it says weaker, it's actually talking about different aspects. Like you have to understand that the devil came to Eve, not Adam. Because Eve is emotional, Adam is logical. That's why you women need to get married at the right time. And why you men need to get married because the emotion of the woman and the logic of the man marry into healthy government. Come on, come on, Amen. When one is out of balance, it becomes a toxic marriage. When they come together and emotion and logic marry, you get healthy. But he calls them the weaker vessel because emotions can be manipulated easier than logic. Okay, but emotions have a place. And some of you all offended. I was happy up until he said that. <laughs> I was all in, and then he went there. Well, you take it up with Jesus. He put it in the book. <laughs> but really, to be honest with you, if you put you and Jesus together, who's the weaker one? I'm putting my hand up. He conquered the devil. I didn't. I just get to partake in that victory. So in this, in this passage, it makes sense, yeah? Yep. So I want to submit to my husbandman, Jesus, the bridegroom, knowing that I need his power, I need his love and his mercy. And so the more I can come into agreement with his awesomeness, the more I will live in breakthrough, victory, healing, and, and, and provision. Yep. And I want that. I don't want to struggle my way through life, get to heaven, and God was like, well, we had this whole barn full of stuff for you, but you wouldn't even come in line. Oh, come and on. I couldn't get stuff to you because you didn't even think I was good. Come on. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. Some of you need to chuckle a little bit. <laughs> Treat them and respect them as equal partner and as heirs. Someone say, I'm an heir. I'm an heir. I'm an inheritor of the kingdom. God is not paranoid and fearful and insecure to hand you the keys to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Jesus literally gave you the keys to the kingdom. Yes, Stop living beneath your means. Come on. You're a heavyweight. You just need to believe it. So but in order to be a healthy heavyweight, we've got to get some of this weird stuff out of us. Yes. Just because God made you awesome at singing or whatever... Don't use that as your hall pass. Don't be the model that was born with amazing looks, but hasn't developed the inner greatness that God values. So that, watch this. So the weaker partner and as heirs with you in the precious gift of life, watch this, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Come on. Well, why is God not listening to my prayers? Because all your value is on your talent that he gave you, thinking that somehow that makes you awesome. But actually, he's given that to you to steward from him. He's interested in the, in the issues of your heart. He's interested in the, in, the, in the purity of your soul, that you would have a quiet and gentle spirit. Now, that doesn't mean weak. If you notice, I'm pretty aggressive. But I'm also full of love. I'm a loving warrior. Okay? That's okay. It's not taming you. It's making you greater. I just don't want to go fly in an F-22 jet if, if the fuel hull has been cracked. I want to know that the inner workings of the plane, as awesome as that plane looks, as that jet looks, as awesome as all those missiles and things that they stick on the wings are, if there is a crack or a fissure in the side of one of the tanks, it's bye-byes, 4th of July. Okay? I want to know that there's integrity on the inside and the outside. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to close in prayer, and we're going to escape this heat. Thank you, God, for a gentle wind that's kept us cool today. Father, we just thank you that you love us enough to call us out on us trying to look good but not being great on the inside. And I just thank you, God, that you love us so much that you are chasing us and you are interested in not just us lining up, but us having a good life and us actually fulfilling destiny and purpose. So today, Father, we just, as we've been listening to this, some of us have really just recognized areas of our hearts, maybe that we have covered or we've distracted ourselves from with all the other things. We just bring those to you today, God, just like we brought our offering. Mm -hmm. We bring those things in our heart to you, God. Some of us don't even know what they fully are. We just know something's not totally right. So Holy Spirit, right now, we just commission you and release you to go into the areas of our life that you would just start to show us and reveal to us the areas that we need to come out of agreement in and the areas that we need to come into agreement with you in God. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you for today. I thank you that today is the beginning of healing and breakthrough. It's the, it's the beginning of, of coming out of deception and coming into greater intimacy. In Jesus' name. That this would be a house full of powerful 
sons and daughters not begging uh, uh, orphans, God, yeah. that are just trying to barely hope we scrape in, showing the world and ourselves that we have talents that make us valuable, but instead that there would be a quiet confidence on the inside that you are ours and we are yours. Yeah. In Jesus' name. I thank you that we are not perfect, God, but we are a beautiful uh, work of art in progress and that you're removing certain things and you're adding certain things. Just because we've, we've seen some things today does not make us a failure. It just means that you are focused on us to cause us to come into greatness, cause us to come into greater healing and, and transformation and restoration. So today we love you, God. We bless you and we thank you that you just caused this to settle in our spirits, that we wouldn't brush this off quickly, but we would just meditate on this, and that Holy Spirit would just begin to reveal these things to us, and we would be able to just partner with you. So we love you, God. We bless everyone that wasn't able to be here today. We speak life over Huntington Beach. We speak life over Orange County. We speak life over California. We speak life over the United States. And we ask that a move of God would come, that you would cause salvation and healing and deliverance. Right now, we rebuke every plan of the enemy over this nation, this territory. And we command that there would be a freedom and a loosing of evil's plans and power in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We love you guys. Be blessed.